about to drink from a cup Cause we a bunch of buck dudes just flexing Acknowledging our feats via human connection Less bash, less monster bash Hit a tanner out the stadium for monster that was Let's Bash from the unauthorized Bash Brothers experience from who else but the Lonely Island, Andy Samberg and Akiva Schaefer, portraying Mark McGuire and Jose Canseco. Let's Bash, indeed, because sports are back, baby. Um, whether or not sports should be back, that's probably a different discussion, but whether or not you're a Marlins fan, sports are back. So... I mean, it's been, what, four months without any sports, without any American sports. The footy has come back. Um, German soccer was around for a little bit. South Korean baseball, I believe. Um, But now American sports are back. And, you know, this might just be the patriot in me, but I think American sports are just a little bit better. Um, uh, That's probably not true, but um, regardless, sports are back, and... Uh, baseball has been back. Um, by the time this episode goes up, who knows if baseball will still be around. Um, basketball comes back tonight. Orlando Magic have home court advantage. Go Magic. Football, question marks, a lot of question marks for football. And hockey is back August 1st. Um, so, it's been four months without sports. What am I supposed to do? i got to have Pete Peterson on the podcast when we're talking about sports. We recorded this one very recently. However, I felt that it was time-sensitive because literally anything can change at any moment. One, All it takes is one player, unless you're a Marlon, <laughs> and then everything can just change. So, that's why I wanted to get this up as soon as possible. Pete wrote, reached out to me and said, let's talk about sports in the quarantine. And, you know, Pete, he's a, the most frequently recurring guest on the podcast. So, I, of course, said yes. I said, Pete, let's do it. Let's talk about the big... The big six sports, so we'll leave those to you to guess what they are, um, and yeah, enjoy a little bit of Pete Peterson today, um, always good, always good to hear from Pete, um, hope everyone's staying safe, wearing a mask, gotta protect everyone, you know, protect the people, uh, there's a, I'll put, the, there's like a, um, good humpback whales, protect the uh, Marine Mammal Protection Act, so I'll put that in the episode description, uh, I think that's it, oh, um, check out, uh, Courtney Colon, friend of the pod, Courtney Colon, she has a new tie-dye shop, Quartz, uh, Dye Creations on Etsy, as well as Kristen Lee Chow, another friend of the pod, who has Chambelé-Bajou, and that that'll make sense on the Hector Servin podcast that is coming forthcoming. It's it's happening. It's all happening. Good times. Um, oh, folklore. Taylor Swift. We have an episode about that too. Just a little tease. Have to talk about the album of the year. Um, so yeah, we're we're really setting ourselves up for success. Success. <laughs> <coughs> We're setting ourselves up for success. So, you know what they say about that. Let's do it, baby. Here's Pete Peterson. Pete. 
Hello? Hey, sorry. How are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Oh, living the dream every day. I can tell. I saw on your private story <laughs> reading a Gilmore Girls book. Yes, it is great escapism for these times, you know? I'm just going to have to take your word on it. Are you a Gilmore Girls fan? No, because I'm a grown man, so... <laughs> you know me, I'm I'm just a boy. Uh, how have you been, Dave Mello? You know, we do what we can out here in Massachusetts. Well, you know, it's... I'll get to that point later, never mind. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's so much happening in the world of sports right now. I know, we can talk about the bubble, baseball, NFL guys opting out. It's a lot. So I think the only place to begin is hockey, probably. Well, okay, not <laughs> for this guy, because I grew up in South Carolina, so I, I know who the Mighty Ducks are. What about but those hurricanes? I have not watched a hockey game since my fifth birthday. <laughs> And that was just 14 years ago. Oh, thank you. That's 20 years ago. Um, I think hockey will be fine. They wear the masks already. They're good. You know, that's true. And no one... I mean, I didn't even pay hockey attention. I know soccer's... Apparently, soccer's handling the bubble better than anybody. Yeah, I think that's what uh, a lot of um, people are hoping that the NFL will look to, is how soccer is handling it, and then the NFL is just seeming to ignore it completely instead. Or don't handle it like baseball's handling it. Could could it, could any league have handled it worse than Rob Manfred? All these players getting it, and then, like, you know, the season started, and the Braves looked really good against the New York Mets, but... Against Tampa the past two days, they've just been like, hit a home run, hit a home run, score runs, score runs. And Tampa's just swallowing them. I felt great about the Red Sox after the first game. I was like, here we go. Short season, all we need is an offense. And, oh my god, it went down so downhill so quickly. But you have ten teams for each conference. It's going to give everybody a big chance to make it. Well, yeah, suddenly, like, the whole post-Mookie Betts rebuilding process doesn't seem so daunting for the Red Sox as it might be for, like, other teams. Like, and then the same for, like, uh, lower market teams. Like, the Athletics don't have to... Like, if they actually make the playoffs one year, they don't have to put push all their chips in and go all in. They can probably make it the next year, too, because of how wide open it is now. I still remember well, when it was four in each league. Well, two, it's for the... Right, um... Boston, I think they've now won the Mookie Betts trade because they really only lost Mookie Betts for 60 games. Yeah, that's true. I just wish they could have they could have afforded him. Well, yeah, but I mean, they got a lot for only, I mean, if you think about it, you got a third of Mookie Betts a season. And David that's, Price didn't even pitch for them. True. But yes, your Braves, when when the Marlins first um, had about half their roster exposed to the coronavirus, it seemed like the season was going to be halted, 
and the Braves would have been default NL East champions for like a half second there. I would be perfectly fine with that. <laughs> it would count. I will take it. There is going to be no asterisk on my championship t-shirt I buy. Oh, did you see um, Jock Peterson's comment tonight? No, I didn't. What did he say? He said if a team wins the World Series this year, then they shouldn't have an asterisk next to it because it's not like they cheated to get there. Ooh, I, I, I like it. And the cherry on top of it all is that the Dodgers play the asterisk tonight. <laughs> I, I like it. Little, little, uh, little frisky. Can't say I disagree with him, though. I, I do appreciate that the Red Sox were exonerated from such a scandal. Well, I mean, Boston sports don't cheat. We don't cheat. How could we, we... We come by our titles with the utmost honesty. Whatever you got to tell yourself, buddy. I remember all these science experiments about PSI and the footballs. And... I don't know. It seems like it tracks to me. I trust the science. Well, you know, too, and I just want to put this out there. Um, this is probably my sixth time I've been on the show. Yes, you're a, you're the most re- uh, recurring guest. Okay, and I just want to make a public challenge to Dustin Beach, <laughs> Patrick Klein, um, Brian Walsh, uh Joseph Bates, if any of them ever want to come on this show and actually debate sports with me as you as a moderator, I'm okay with that, because hmm. I'll beat them. We almost had a podcast with you and Joey. We were not on speaking terms that day. He had upset my feelings. He had hurt my feelings. Oh, dear. <laughs> is it all but, good now? Oh, yeah, it is perfectly fine now. Oh, good. That makes me happy. Because my shows, we prepare for you, and we do intellectual things that matter. Mm. I'm I call Ryan Foley out, but me and you do not discuss our favorite types of sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think y'all done that one yet, but that may be next. That's a great idea for a topic. <laughs> well, let me in on that one because moving sidewalks is the best one. The moving walkway exit is approaching. Please, watch your step. <laughs> but baseball is going to be interesting. I, um... Yeah, I'm... I don't know, though. I think it's too early to tell. We're, what, four games in? Five games in? Yeah. Now, I will say basketball, though. That's the one that's interesting because the bubble... And people keep like, oh, did you see that scrimmage game? So-and-so looked good. And I'm like, they're playing where Little Leaguers play. Like, let's calm down. Like, this do- a scrimmage does not matter. Yeah, this is, it's like reading into the third game of the preseason of football and then drafting your fantasy team based off of it. Yeah, and it's weird. Now, Lou Williams is now my favorite NBA <laughs> player of all time. <laughs> But have you seen all the people that came out and been like, oh, yeah, um, those place, that place does have the world's best wings. So maybe <laughs> wasn't going for what we think. 
Well, look, you know me. If I ever went to a strip club, it would be for the wings. So there are people out there like that. Well, yeah, and it's not James Harden that went. Like, it's Lou Williams, so I feel like maybe. I think um, that there's also the potential that they wanted to somebody to be, to be the example of, like, don't go out unless you have to. Um, wait, well, who was the guy that went out to get takeout? Um, uh, not sure. Ah, uh, you know who he was. He plays for Minnesota, I think. Let's see. NBA bubble takeout. Is it Rashawn Holmes? Yes, that's it. <laughs> he, Kings Rashawn Holmes breaks NBA bubble for food delivery. What a headline. Imagine seeing that headline a year ago. Yeah, it's weird. I'm interested to see how the NBA is going to end up because I really... I don't have a team. I'm guessing I'm going to go... I would like to see the Celtics. Yeah. But I don't... I think the Orlando Magic... That's my number one NBA. Celtics are number two. But the Magic, they have home court advantage for the entire playoffs. That's got to count for something. And it's going to be just like a Magic game. There's going to be no fans. (laughs) It's true. But I will say, of all the players in Orlando right now, Nikola Vucevic has scored more points in that city than LeBron has. Just saying. I would hope so. I think... um, a big push for this bubble was courtesy of LeBron, who wants to win a championship at any cost, and he knows that his window is closing. Yeah, I would agree with that, but I don't know if this is his year, because the Clippers, I think, can give them all they want. Also, the Mavericks, I think, can give them all they want. I'd like to, what I, I mean, I know we just said not to read into the to the scrimmages, but I enjoy watching Luka Doncic play, even if it is in an exhibition game. Yeah, I mean, look, I don't think the Pelicans are going to do it this year. Like, I don't, but uh, the Pelicans, like, they, I don't want to say they could beat them, but they could definitely first round go a seven-game series with a team and not necessarily beat them, but allow the other, the next team to beat them, if that makes sense. Yeah, you, you tucker them out a bit. Yeah, I could definitely see someone like the Pelicans doing that. So do you think that the NBA is going to make it all the way through to the end of the playoffs? Yeah, I think the, they will. I think that they're the ones that are the most set up for success. Like, they they put months of research into it. They seem perfectly, like, prepared for the outcomes. I think that they did it the right way. But, um, I think, because if anything, they could come back and like, okay, it's getting bad. Okay, we're going to play five game series. Right. So I think they could find a way. Um, and it's also been very fun to see Robin Lopez, who is a big Disney fan, and he's just having the time of his life in those hotel rooms right now. I didn't know he was a big Disney guy. He, um, 
he's one of the people who had purchased the clothes of that buzzy animatronic that got stolen. I did not know that. I think he posted on Instagram, like, a picture of him watching the resort, like, loop channel on this TV. Like, and he's like, where are the Mickey sandwiches at? Oh, I see it now. I just looked it up. Well, that's cool. But it's funny because he hates mascots. That is weird. Or he jokingly hates them. I'm looking. I like this Robin Lopez tweet uh, from one day ago. He ranked the original Future World pavilions at Epcot. So he's a Disney guy. Okay. Get me another NBA player who could talk about it like that. I don't know of any. I do. I I loved all the people who were like they were upset and saying that the Coronado Springs was like a motel, and that they wanted to stay in a better one. Yeah, it's like four hundred dollar night hotel. <laughs> they should be lucky they're not at All Star Music. Hey 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 hey! Just so we're clear, this is Dave Mello attacking Disney hotels. Um, <laughs> Pete Peterson is not saying anything disparaging. <laughs> all Disney hotels are nice and worth what they cost. This is David Mello saying that some Disney hotels are worse than others, and Pete Peterson is the one saying that all Disney hotels are perfect. Exactly. Not as perfect as Universal hotels, but... (laughs) They should have had the bubble at Universal, because that's where they used to have the NBA restaurant. That is true. I forgot about that. God, that was a long time ago. Now it's just a chocolate emporium. Which is, eh. I'm not a big chocolate guy, personally. I'm not either. It's a little over... I'd rather have sour. You'd rather have salad? Sour. Oh, sour. Yeah, me too. I'm a, I'm a gummy fruit candy person. Um, If you had to be quarantined in a Disney hotel, which one would you pick? Probably the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You got giraffes right at your window. That's pretty good. Yeah, probably that one. Or, but everyone's got the best food. I'm a big Polly guy. Love the Polly. I really want to try the alcoholic Dole Whip now that I'm 21. Well, I guess I'm now I'm 22, but I haven't been there since I was since I turned 21. Really? Yeah, it's been a while. You've been down here since then. I haven't been to the Polly though. Uh, I mean, it's just pineapple ice cream over rum. It's it's very sure. it's very uh make at homeable, but it's just some, something about the the poly atmosphere just appeals to me. Or sneak in and make it a magic kingdom. That's true. I've walked through those things with bags before, and they never check me. Uh, but so, how do you think about all these college things opting out of um their games? Well, at first I was like, no way college sports are going to happen this year. There's too many schools that are like not even having on-campus learning, all these things. I'm like, no way it's going to happen. But then now there's reports that they're just going to push college football to the spring semester, which that just sounds like it could like fuck everything up forever. <laughs> yeah, because then what you're saying is you have two weeks before the next season. That's... And if you're playing in spring... Trevor Lawrence has no business play, and Justin Fields has no business play. You know, like, That's... I mean, luckily for me as a Clemson fan, we only replace it with another quarterback who was number one in his class. 
I don't know. I'm, I think they should just do non-conference. Honestly. And just non-conference games. I mean, only conference games. And then run a tournament at the end. But I think that'll put Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, and somebody. Well, that's kind of the only way that a bubble could work in college football, I would think, right? I mean, they might as well just do it in the South, because that's where all the good teams are anyway. Yeah, like, that's, um, and that's a lot of the, like, um, a good chance. Like, if there's, if there's going to be a school that opens for on-campus learning, it's a good chance it'll be in the South. Exactly, and it's, that's a big thing going on right now, is, like, even high schools, are they going to open, are they not... So I'm gonna be interested to see basically what all happens. But it's I I worry about like because they say the NBA is gonna run until like like October or something, and then they're gonna start the season the next season at, at like Christmas, and but like but then after after that season, then how then when do you start it? Like it's just you, you're caught in this like endless loop, and it, like I I felt like they might as well just have NBA start on Christmas from now on. Well, I think that's what they're hoping for because then they don't have to compete as much with the NFL. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Because no one's going to watch, except for maybe Nick the Chin, no one's going <laughs> to watch NBA over NFL. I feel if that does happen, though, and then having the NBA throughout the whole summer, that would be bad news for baseball. <laughs> I am. I don't know, because I feel like your baseball fan and your NBA fan are going to be two different people. I'll always go for baseball over basketball. It's just in my blood. But I feel like baseball gets a lot of its um, like momentum from being the only sport on for months at a time. Well, next year, it's also going to be the Olympics. Oh, I forgot all about those. That's... That's just, that throws a whole other wrench into it, because then, like, how do you even field, like, Olympic basketball teams? I mean, we can field a college team and win. <laughs> I don't know, those those uh, those uh Greeks are getting pretty good. Yes, but, I mean, you mean tell me, like, Zion and R.J. Barrett last year couldn't won an Olympic gold medal? That actually, that reminds me. Um, I have seen... So many people, so many friends of mine are saying that Zion is the 100% rookie of the year. And I feel like I'm going insane. That's not, it's not true, right? I mean, that's who my rookie of the year is. How can that be? He he only played what, like 15 games? Yeah, but in his 15 games, he looked better than anybody. But Ja had like such a good run. I think he had more 30-point games and. Than I did. It just, I just feel it feels crazy to me to even consider it. I mean, it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> um, but back back to college. We we're talking about college football, but how do you think college basketball is going to handle it? Ooh, I I think they'll take they'll see what NFL is going to they'll see what NCAA football does and go from there. I feel like college basketball would have a better 
chance just because there's fewer people involved. Yeah, I mean, true. I didn't think of it like that, I, but they're but you're more sweat sweating on each other, and you're over each other more. I think that's what it seems to be about the NFL's problem is that like there's just so much fluid in like an offensive line versus a defensive line. And it just seems impossible. But I'm not a huge college hoops guy myself. Um, I couldn't tell you a single college basketball player right now. <laughs> I'm sure there's some white dudes from Duke, but... So yeah, some, some white guy from Duke who ESPN will love and everyone else will be like, this guy's a total douchebag. I, you know, uh, I was a big Grayson Allen guy. You like him? I like Grayson Allen. <laughs> the last white NBA player I liked, um, well, I guess it would, I guess it would technically be Luka Doncic. What a guy! What a what an absolute man that is. What about Blake Griffin? Is he white? I've I've heard controversy on this. I mean, he's a redhead, so yeah. He's a good one. I like he he does like stand up comedy and improv. He's funny. Yeah, but he did date a Kardashian, so I really don't know. Remember Chris Humphreys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but today the Patriots said no more Dante Hightower, no more Patrick Chung, Brandon Bolden, Marcus Cannon. The McCordys are going to be gone. The McCordys? They uh they said they have not made their decision yet. Um, but they're going to mull it over, and I don't think there's any chance they're coming back. Wow. That's going to be a weird defense. It's going to, like, at this point, I'm like, like, I've, with Cam, I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> We're back. But now I'm like, oh, maybe we should, you know, like, uh, postpone the season or something. Though, but, you know, I think someone could win that division... The AFC East with eight wins. Um, I'm scared of I'm I'm honestly a little scared of the Bills. I know I shouldn't admit that because I'm a Patriots fan. Who the people are probably like, oh, he's just saying that because he's trying to reverse jinx them. But I'm like, oh no, nah. <laughs> I'm definitely. I think the Bills have to be the favorites, and I think that they would probably beat the Patriots handily. They did get better, and I think Josh Norman's a good pick for Sean McDermott defense. I just, if if all these players keep opting out, though, like, if this happens to every team, how can they even have a season without half the players? Like, it's like, they canceled the Marlins season, and it's like, but, like, how, like, that sucks for the Marlins. They're not, they don't get to play anymore. That's kind of sad. I didn't know they canceled their season. Didn't they just cancel it? Or did I misread it? No, I mean, you, you probably. Oh, they sus- they suspended it until Sunday. But, I mean, they could have... They're going to win, like, 20 games, like, 10 games anyway. So. <laughs> that's the thing. Like, if it had to be any team, at least it was the team that's not going to be a contender at all. But, I don't know. I think the AFC East, though, man, like, I think Jets are going to win four games. Yeah. I think they're going to be better, but I think they're going to win four games. If that. Just because I still don't think... Sh- Donald's has enough weapons around him. And, you know, he has been known 
No, I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Go ahead. <laughs> I mean, he did. He has experience with viruses, so you never know. I don't. I don't wish for this quarterback. I hope he stays as healthy as can be, and I want him to be healthy and happy. But you know, you, there's question marks these days. No, I think he's fine. Um, I don't think he's gonna be the problem. I just don't think he has any weapons, like. Or any coaches, or in his defense, isn't going to be any good. Pete, I I bring you breaking news on the podcast. Um, Chargers and Joey Bosa agree on a five-year, $135 million extension. I I saw that earlier. It's, um, that's pretty good. I mean, it's a defensive record. That's no Patrick Mahomes money, but it's pretty good. Oh my God, Patrick Mahomes money. That's just his, the rest of his career right there. Um, so I looked at Sam Darnold. From his rookie year to his sophomore year, he went from four wins to seven wins. Wow. I didn't realize they won seven games last year. Didn't feel like it. It was... Um, Completion percentage went up to over 60. He averaged 230 yards a game. He threw 19 touchdowns. But he did fumble the ball 11 times. I mean, he seems... He's he's, 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 a, he's an obviously talented guy, but here's my hot take. I don't even think he's the best quarterback in New York. Who? You're going to say Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones, I think he's going to be electric this year. I think... If they have football, Danny Dimes is going to be the... Like, everyone right now is saying that Kyler Murray is going to be the, the hot breakout quarterback of the year. Nah, it's going to be Danny Dimes. I'm not totally against that. I mean, I thought you might say Josh Allen's the best quarterback in New York. <laughs> but I don't think Josh Allen's that good. But, you know, it's... I don't know. I think, like, we're not... So, I think, you know, the Jets... I'm going to say the Jets win five games... I don't think they. I don't think he takes a step back, but I think the defense takes a step back. Fair. Uh, I could see Miami winning six games, maybe six games. I just don't think they still have the talent they need yet. And I could see Patriots and um, Buffalo all win that seven to nine win thing so it's yeah do you think Cam Newton is going to be the the heir apparent to Bill Belichick's legacy for a year oh you think he's going to hop jump ship no, I think he'll get hurt and just be gone. No, don't say that. He what? What would we do without those Instagram posts with the crazy letters? I mean, to be honest, I'm not a huge Cam Newton guy. After all, he did for you. What did he do for me? Fifteen and one, baby. We didn't win the championship. <laughs> That's all I care about. I mean, you got to be in the Super Bowl, right? I mean, he's right up there with Jake Delhomme. I mean, Jake go home. I thought played a better Super Bowl, but you know, that's that's actually that's accurate. And Jake go home would have dope for that football. 
<laughs> but see, Cam Cam knows he's injury prone. He's got to be careful about that kind of stuff. The thing is, Cam Newton, outside of his MVP season, he's been a very average quarterback. But he's got the legs; he can run, and I think that's what uh, I think that's what Bill Belichick's looking for. So, who is your dark horse picks for? Okay, MVP right now. MVP dark horse pick for the NFL. Yeah, dark horse pick. We'll do NFL then. We'll do actually. Let's go back to the NBA real quick. Okay. Awards, and then we can hit the NFL and do awards. So, we're split on Rookie of the Year. You think Zion? I think Ja. Um. MVP. It's between two. Who do you got? Well, who do you think it's between? LeBron and Giannis, right? Yeah, I'm going to go Giannis. Because I think Giannis is a better defender. And, like, if the, if, they ha- if the season hadn't been called off, LeBron was... He was he was building momentum to... And Giannis was kind of taking... He took, like, like a quarter-inch step back. And maybe if the rest of the season had played out, LeBron could have leapfrogged him. But at but at if you're going by the the day the season ended, the regular season, it has to be Giannis. He has the better numbers. He it was his season. Like LeBron was great. Don't get me wrong, but it was Giannis's season. And I also think that just because Giannis is a better defense, and he also neither have a lot around them. Yeah, like what are they like? Anthony Davis, obviously, and then Chris Middleton. And then, even, like, from the Lakers from there, it's, like, like what, Alex Caruso and Kyle Kuzma? It's not great pickings. I mean, Dwight Howard's played pretty... Dwight has been... It's a little sad every now and then to watch how slow he is now, because I remember how great he used to be. But it definitely was probably his best season in a long time this year. Definitely. Hold I can't find his numbers for this year, so never mind. Um, but he's, and then Rookie of the Year, we've did MVP, Most Improved. Most Improved. Um, That's tough. I liked um, what I saw from Pascal Siakam. I know he was good. He was great last year, but like he made he made a really big leap this year. Uh, ben Simmons, I thought, was the best player on the Sixers, which was a, kind of nice to see. I'm actually going to... Pascal Siakam won most improved last year, so I don't think he can get it again. Oh, I didn't even realize he had won it last year. Yeah, I don't think he should be able to get it again. I mean, he could, but... um, I know a lot of people were saying Brandon Ingram. Yeah, <laughs> That's been a lot. That, that was a great... That was a really good one. He He kind of flourished in New Orleans. There could be a lot of people who get it this year. What about uh oh? Now I'm forgetting his. Na- I'm forgetting his name. 
What'd you say? Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham. What about uh, Bam in Miami? May, my, I mean, maybe it's my bias, but Devontae Graham went from averaging four points a game to 18, one rebound a game to three, and two assists to seven. And this is only... This is only his second season, right? Yeah. That's pretty good. It's my most improved. He's what, like, single-handedly kept the Hornets from just being an absolute garbage fire. Yeah, because Scary Terry was just... (laughs) Imagine giving a contract to Terry Rozier to be your star player. Um, the great player of all time, but the worst owner. Yeah, he's not very good at that thing. He gave Nicholas Batum a bunch of money. Love those fighting Frenchmen, though. They're pretty great on the court. How about Coach of the Year? Um, I can't think of his name, but um, the Thunder's coach. Billy Donovan? Yeah, I like Billy Donovan for Coach of the Year. Go Gators, right? Well, I mean, yeah, but just think about it. Like, they weren't supposed to be good. That was... Chris Paul has a good argument for being, uh, maybe not most improved, but, uh, most surprising. Yeah. Didn't expect him to be at that level anymore, ever again. Um, but I don't know, I kinda... I, I was, uh, Frank Vogel, old, uh, old magic coach, taking over the Lakers. He did a pretty good job. I mean... It's more LeBron and AD, obviously, because LeBron is clearly the actual manager of that team. But Frank Vogel, I mean, he did take them from not in the playoffs to the playoffs to being one of the top contenders. Yeah, I mean, that's why I don't like Frank Vogel as coach of the year, because I don't think he's the actual coach. I think LeBron's calling (laughs) the shot. Yeah, it's probably pretty accurate. I'm pretty sure LeBron decides who gets to be his coach. I um, I will say, but with the NFL, so who who's your early predictions for awards? Um, so MVP. I don't know if I have a dark horse. I guess my dark horse would be Danny Dimes, but I just was so impressed with what I saw last year from Russell Wilson, and I just think that he's been so perennially underrated that he's just going to keep it going. And maybe, you know, Mahomes and Lamar Jackson have both had their coronations. Like, they've both been accepted as the great of great quarterbacks of the future. And maybe it's time to give it to a veteran. Maybe Russell Wilson's going to have a big year. I was I thought maybe Deshaun Watson, but I don't think the Texans really did much to help him this offseason. So I'm going to go with Russell Wilson. So Deshaun Watson does, I think, has a better... Supporting cast and people realize. You reckon? I mean, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller, and Kenny Stills are all decent receivers. As a fantasy owner of both Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, I I do not trust them to stay on the field. Well, Brandon Cooks... I don't think they ever really had injury problems last year, though. 
not, last year he didn't. He just kind of didn't really do much. So maybe he would be better as a number one target again. But I worry about that concussion history with that man. Well, Brandon Cooks, yeah. Um, he's played a full slate of games. And not last year, but one, two, three, four. The last four years. So, I wouldn't, yeah. Brandon Cooks has been pretty healthy. Surely this man has concussions, though. Am I, I mean, yeah. Am I misremembering that? Will Fuller's been hurt a lot. Maybe that's who you're thinking of. He's like the hamstring wonder. I think he's the one that was saw in college on a date with Lisa Ann. What did you just say? I think, <laughs> if I remember correctly, Will Fuller, while he was in college, was seen like on a date with Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann? Yeah. Is that like a supermodel? You know who tell them don't don't lie to us. Don't lie to the just because you may have family listening, don't lie to the listeners. So oh god, she's a this says Lisa Ann, busty MILF porn star, featuring hardcore sex and interracial porn. You know who Lisa Ann is. I didn't even know what name you were saying. But you somehow typed in the right thing. Yeah. You know who I was talking about. I typed in Lisa and. Yeah, you know who I was talking about. Um, this is why Lisa Ann prefers having sex with NBA players. I want to know what the reason is. Sure, you know. I know the reason. We all know the reason. <laughs> They're step foot tall. Hush, Pete. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see. All for proportionally wise, it's still an arm. This says she said that she likes basketball players because they don't stalk her. It's not the reason I was expecting. No, that's not the reason I was. <laughs> You could have put a gun to my head and said, you get it right or you get a billion dollars. I would have never guessed that. She also says that um, it's weird for her to be seen with athletes because most of the time they don't want to be seen with her. <laughs> that's that's sad. Well, I mean, probably bad for the image. I remember that how scandalous it was when like Gronk took pictures with a porn star. People were like so afraid of it. Well, he was dating one. I don't remember her name. Um, but there's probably been, like, what, 10, 12 porn stars in Gronk's life? Oh, probably more than that. <laughs> um, who's your MVP pick? Well, there was also Max Crosby, who was better than Nick Bosa. He was seen on a date with one. Max Crosby. Wait. Michelle Pan. He has two X's in his name? He sounds like a porn star. He was the defensive end for Oakland. He had like 10 sacks as a rookie. I have never heard of this name. I have a better chance of knowing who Lisa Ann is than I do Max Gardner or whatever. Max Crosby. Max Crosby. <laughs> I literally have the Google page open. I couldn't remember his name. This says, He was better as a rookie. This is Nate Bosa. <laughs> Rochelle Ryan is the one he was with. Yes. 
It says she's your favorite MILF next door with the big booty. <laughs> what a description. She does good work. <laughs> Pete. That should be the um, next one. Top five porn stars. <laughs> me and Isaac will do that one. I have been trying... Isaac is my white whale for this podcast. I've been trying to get him on it for so long. Well, no. Okay, it's funny you said that. The porn stars, because someone wrote a for Barstool, and they ranked 370 porn stars. Jesus. How do you even rank... And- just tell you that their list is terrible. Okay, but like when you're ranking that many people, what's the difference between 252 and 251? Well, I mean, like for listeners who are out there that know what we're talking about, Riley Reed did not crack the top 10. Pete, I don't know and who the- these people are. Huh? I don't know who these people are. I don't believe you. But for your fans of the show who know what we're talking about, this man's list was terrible. But that's another day and another topic for another time. Um, my MVP, the safe bet's Patrick Mahomes. Right. Uh, I would love to see Russell Wilson get one. I really like Russell Wilson. I would, I would love to see him get one. Um. I'm going to say Drew Brees finally gets in if he stays healthy. What a redemption arc that would be. And then he loses in the first round. (laughs) Well, that's just tradition. To Minnesota. And it'll be on some, like, egregious call. Well, then last year they lost to him, and it was just they just got beat. (laughs) Um... Defensive player of the year. Who you got? Mm, That's a tough one. That is a tough one. You go first. Well, I mean, it's not looking good for it to be for it to be a Patriot. Um, So forget like Stefan Gilmore. That was our that was our one and done. That's going to be what we hold on to forever. Um, so obviously you, people would probably say Aaron Donald would be like one of the favorites, but I'm going to go a little bit, a little bit darker. They're not going to give it to a secondary player, um, again, so I'm going to forget about those, but I'm looking, I don't want to, I don't want to stay too far into the Seattle territory, so I won't say, I won't stick with Bobby Wagner, but I am, I'm a little bit interested in, uh, what Daniel Hunter might do for the Vikings. What do you think? Um, I respectfully disagree. Oh, God, I just had it. I'm going to go T.J. Watt. Oh, that would be... I think J.J. Watt would be very uh, upset about that. I think he'd be jealous. I think he has three. I think he would be okay. I don't know. He seems like the jealous type. But, um... Offensive Rookie of the Year, who do you got... Well, I mean, there's two obvious choices to pick from, but I don't want to be too obvious. So I'll just, I'll be like, I'll be like the crazy, I'll be the con- crazy contrarian guy, and I'll go all in on Cam Akers. <laughs> That's right. I'm going to say that the quarterbacks, people are going to be like, it's going to be the quarterbacks. But nah, it's going to be a running back who slides in there, just the, like how, uh, that running back almost did last year, whose name I'm forgetting now. 
Oh, the one from Oakland. Josh Jacobs. Yeah, people were like, maybe it'll be him, and then it wasn't him, obviously. But, like, Cam Akers, this could be the year. That's not a bad pick. I don't think it's going to be a running back. <laughs> You're probably I'm right. Gonna, I'm going to go with a receiver. Ooh. And I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs for the Raiders. Oh, that's a bold pick. I like it. Because I don't think there's any that great of a defensive back in that division that can, I think he'll be able to run wild. I'm glad neither of us picked Joe Burrow. I mean, I like Joe Burrow, and I would like to see Joe Burrow do it. And he's probably the safe pick, but, you know, we got to have a little fun. I mean, it's also possible that the Bengals are just so terrible that he can't even thrive within them. Oh, that's what's going to happen. And then it becomes <laughs> Tua's. Who is your pick for defensive rookie of the year? I'll be, I'll, I won't be the, as, like, I'll be a little bit more obvious with this one. I won't go with the obvious one, but I will say, I'll go with Isaiah Simmons. I believe in it. I believe in the Cardinals this year. Okay. So, I know what you were thinking. You were thinking, oh, it's Chase Young. Yeah. Chase Young is overrated. Sorry. If you look at Chase Young's numbers, when he was in a game that they were behind, he did not play well. His numbers, his best games... His best stats only come in games that they won and won by a lot. Because then they could just pin their ears back and say, just rush, rush, rush. But when he had to play the position, his numbers are not that great. So, bold prediction, I know. I mean, there's been... It's not implausible that he's a bust, you know? It's the kind of player that you look to and you're like, does he really have the character that it takes? Well, so, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's probably a good guy. And I think he's going into a perfect fit because that defense is really good. Um, Actually, can I change my offensive rookie of the year? Absolutely. Jonathan Taylor. Whoa, that's bold. Yeah. Where did that come from? Because I'm looking at the draft on Wikipedia and I saw Jonathan Taylor and I was like, oh, I forgot about him. If only it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. My first crush on the mail. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I'm looking up Jonathan Taylor now. He's younger than me. I don't know how to feel about this. So defensive rookie of the year, I'm going to go... Because I think McCoy brothers step out, so I think Kyle Duggar. Oh, wow! Gets lots. That's <laughs> like, like that. that's way off the board. Yeah, you're welcome. I like it though. I'm I'm hoping it comes true. <laughs> um, who is your offensive player of the year? Hmm. Our friendship depends on what you say here. I know who I want to say, but history tells me not to say it. Who do you want to say? I want to say Christian McCaffrey, because he's a, the, such an unbelievable player. But history tells us that it's very hard to repeat seasons like the ones he just had. I mean, he's... Is it? Is it? Because... Let me just, let me just teach you a little something-something about <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. By all means. 
fucking pull up his stats and sp- also his grandfather's gene pools must have been incredible. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's 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 a looker. So Chris McCaffrey's coming off two straight thousand yard seasons and two straight seasons where he caught over a hundred balls. And two straight seasons where he scored double digit touchdowns. Yeah, I think he'll be okay. I mean, he's obviously going to be great, but like, I feel like every year the the light the the shelf life of a running back just gets smaller and smaller. Well, true, and you have crybaby Michael Thomas, who's like me, 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 and they're like, you know, you've had one of the best quarterbacks of all time, and I've had nobody. He's like, no, no, me, 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 me. And I think Michael Thomas's numbers go down. I think... The man Sanders is going to warrant five, six catches a game. But there's also the, the, the rising factor of DJ Moore. You know, he might take away some offense from McCaffrey. True. And I, and that's a, that's a reasonable thing to think. <laughs> DJ Moore, also last year... Despite no one in our friend group wanting to accept it, was a top ten, almost top five receiver last year. He was. He caught eighty-seven balls. He like, he was great. He, there's not. He can't catch much more than that anyway. That actually reminds me of a, a big question I wanted to ask you about the season. Um, will AJ is AJ Brown just a fluke? I think A.J. Brown's good where he's at. But I don't think he could have done that anywhere else. Fair enough. Titans don't have too many receiving weapons. I don't think he's better than, like, um, D.J. Metcalf. That's that's kind of what, the back in when the fantasy championships were happening, that was the big debate. It was like, do you pick up D.K. Metcalf or do you pick up A.J. Brown? I think... Um, Metcalf's better in the long run. He definitely has the better. I I still am not completely convinced about Ryan Tannehill, so um, I would definitely trust the the Seahawks more than I would uh, the Titans. Yeah, Russell Westbrook's amazing, but people just don't accept how good he is. It's just become so commonplace that we just take it for granted. Yeah, like, I don't think people, like, I don't know if they, because they don't know, or they don't want to, or, I just don't know. So who's your offensive rookie of the, player of the year? You never said. Um, well, if I'm not going to go with McCaffrey, I guess I would probably, I'd probably lean towards Michael Thomas. Um, he's just so far and away the best receiver in the league, I, in my opinion, um, that I have to slide side with him. I think he's, he's just, he's like, he's just remarkable. He's you know like, what? I take away my Christian McCaffrey pick and I'll do a random, just bold predictions, say George Kittle. Oh, I like it. He's 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 like a he is probably mm, would you say he's the best tight end in the league right now? Yeah. 
I'm kind of torn between him and Kelsey. I think it's him. He's... Because Kelsey also has Patrick Mahomes. True. Is there any chance of Gronk being the offensive player of the year? No. Comeback player no. of the year. Yeah, I can see comeback. Oh, there you go. I like it. Hopefully we have a season, and I hope I hope they do it safely. That would be ideal, but you never know what's Base- going on in the world. Baseball's already lasted way longer than I thought it would, so kudos to them. Five games? Yeah, I mean, they. I thought they were going to make it two, maybe three. It's a... It's, uh, it could be we. There's a potential for the next couple months to be the one of the best times to be a sports fan, ever. Let's hope so because I'm getting tired of playing NCAA on the Xbox. I busted out MLB 2K7 for the for the old PlayStation, and it's been a wild ride. Oh my God! Do any of those players are any of them still in the league? Um, Pedroia is um jeez not not as many of them as i thought there were off the top of my head verlander's in it he must have been like a rookie yeah that was his rookie year i think or maybe his second year but i what i did was uh i took over a team and just like took all the people who were in like double a on the roster and just changed it to the names of people I know. So now I'm just playing with like my friends as the players. Am I on the game? Let me let me actually. This is great. Let me pull up the stats of Pete Peterson right now. So far, I'm 113 and 0. So you know I have it on one of those easy settings. I threw a no hitter the other day, which was great. That was the first time I ever did that. All right, let's see, Pete Peterson. You have you're hitting 439 right now, which is great. Um, 32 home runs, 123 RBIs, 17 stolen bases. Uh, you've scored 112 runs, 199 hits. Uh, your on your OPS is 1244. Uh, your average with runners in scoring position 497, and you have a fielding percentage of a thousand pretty good okay so i got to ask what position do i play i slotted you in at third base okay i gotta ask can you get name me the starting lineup yeah okay let's let's let me read you the lineup the starting lineup you're gonna love it (laughs) okay so in left field we have dustin beach (laughs) at shortstop ryan walsh what is it in their home runs. Oh, Dustin has... Dustin's leading the league in home runs, I think. He has 44 home runs, and it's August. Um, Ryan Walsh at shortstop. 32 home runs. We got Pete Peterson at third. 32 home I, runs. Okay, as long as I hit more than at least one person. <laughs> You've hit more than me. I'm hitting. I'm batting at second base, and I have 31 home runs. Um, 
We got Joey Bate as the catcher. He's he's hit 34 home runs. And then the rest of it, I have it at... Oh, wait, nope. Patrick Klein has 29 home runs, and he's uh, at first base. And then the rest of it, I just have people from uh, back home and from school. Who's pitching? Anybody I know? The pitchers, I just left the same. So it's like Scott Kazmier and uh, um, Casey Fossum. I might have to do that. It's very, some people. it's very fun. Well, I actually have done that. I have um, my running back, um, NCAA, is, his name is Falk Ryan. Who? Falk Ryan. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they let me do the swear names in this game. But that's just because I can direct it at anybody. Yeah, there's so many Ryans you can apply that to. Yeah. I assume most of it is towards Ryan Spector. It is. Well, Pete, do we have any other sports topics that we didn't cover? Oh, wait, yes. um, You have to give your take on the Washington professional football team. So, it's very weird. And I'm going to sound like the worst person ever. When he was like, I'm not changing the name. This is my team. I do what you want. I was like, okay, that's kind of messed up. But I get the fact that you're like, this is yours. And they're not going to be bullied to do what other people want. So I kind of understood that aspect of it. But like, I'm glad he changed the name, obviously, because it was racist. Um, little... Uh, the Braves are getting rid of the chop, so I think they're trying to do the right thing here. Um, I don't understand why they came out and said, we don't have a name yet. Just call us the Washington football team. Like, just wait another week. That was very passive-aggressive. <laughs> what? It's when they're like, just call us the Washington football team. It's like, that's a very p- passive-aggressive thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, just wait another week and say, oh, right? we're the Washington Generals. Well, that's what I learned, too, apparently, that, that the, uh, the Gator Chomp in Florida is also um, has racist origins, which I did not know. I mean, I feel like everything has them if you did fart. Uh, but the chop, I mean, like, yes and no. It, like, they did, like, feed, like, slave babies to gators. But it's like they're not doing the chop because they. That's just what an alligator does. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you were that, you were a kid whose parents weren't watching them when you're at a Disney hotel, or you're like a fish swimming by. That's just what alligators do. Right. Yeah. That's definitely like when it's done at the Gator game, it's that's what the intent of it is. But it definitely. I think they were just. Um, it's that's like no fan ever knew like I never even knew that either and I'm like extremely liberal so you know it's all good we're all just trying our best yeah and that's that's one I might think they're might be pushing a little too far like you can do the chop and like my high school did the chop because we were the Indians and like I can see how you're like hey that's very offensive 
But I feel like the gator chops one of those where if you ask people, they're like, yeah, that's not what we're asking for. We don't really care about that. That is one of the frustrating things is that the only change in the past couple of months that we've kind of actually seen is just, it's not actual systemic change. It's just like, it feels like performatory change. Yeah, because I don't think people actually care about the gator chomp. I, like, I, I could be wrong. There's pro- there probably are people who do care about it, and and they should I, they should have the right to express that opinion, of course. But, like, it's also, like, we should... Like, the things that we're focusing on, we're not focusing on things that will actually help people's lives. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And it's like, I don't think, like, the gator chomp compared to the other things, I don't think that was one that people were up, up in arms about. No, certainly not. It's like it's like when you see when they do the uh, like they renamed a street like Black Lives Matter Avenue, but they don't they, but they don't pass any legislation about it. It's like it's just it's all performance. Because well, and that's like the NBA. The NBA you can print certain you can get a customized jersey, and you can put whatever. But if you put like free China, you can't do it. Right, because yeah, that's been a big part of the whole season is how LeBron rolled over to China. Yeah, and they did. Like, I think that's my problem. And Nick Wright told me I was, um, what did Nick Wright say I was? I was not insincere and was basically just using it to attack the Black Lives Matters movement. But I was like, Nike, I don't like Nike telling me how to do when they use child labor. Like, don't preach to me about morals if you have this history. Right, and that's kind of what we saw from, like, after the Washington, when they tweeted about the same thing, and people were like, okay, but you can't talk about that without with your name being what it is. It's the same thing. Like, Nike, they... It, but it's because it's it's happening... It's not happening at home. It's, like, easier to ignore. And... But, like, Nike, you're right. Like, they were very... It was a, It's a hypocritical thing. Well, and it's just interesting to see what happens, because... Like, I mean, I still wear Jordans, like... Well, that's the thing, right? Like, <laughs> I'm using an iPhone right now. <laughs> well, that was my thing always. I remember being in class in college, and I would have people like, capitalism's the worst thing ever. And I'm like, so you're typing notes on your MacBook, and they're like, yes. I'm like, and you're drinking Starbucks. And they're like, yes. I'm like, okay. Just so we're on the same page. It's very hard to dismantle a system that it's all we, that's a, a system that's all we've known. Right. It's going to be, I mean, COVID's doing its best. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, I mean, I guess we got to find the silver linings and everything, right? I mean, I've got to hang out and see Patrick Klein a lot, so that's silver lining. I got to do a bunch of podcasts. That's pretty good. You haven't really asked me to do any, but, you we, know. We did, we did one, remember? We did a, the preview, we did the draft, the NFL draft. That is right. It was three months ago, but we still did it. <laughs> COVID's been that long. Yeah, it's, it's we're in Groundhog Day, man. I just want to get back and see you guys again, but it looks like it's just going to be a long time. Um. So when are you um moving down? Pete Peterson, I'm going to stop recording. Thank you for being here. Wow. <laughs>